Open your cerebral cortex and shift your lobes into upper beta phase because you are going to have Bitcoin knowledge transmitted directly into your vestibulocochlear. Your host of Bitcoin Knowledge is Trace Mayer, an early Bitcoin advocate since it cost a quarter, but this is not intended to be investment advice. A doctor of jurisprudence, but this is definitely not legal advice. And an investor in core cryptocurrency infrastructure, including Armory, BitPay, Kraken, and Mitagio, but this is not a recommendation of those services. Here, you get fed via direct mind download with pure and free Bitcoin knowledge. Mm-hmm. Welcome back to the Bitcoin Knowledge Podcast. We have a breaking news interview with uh, Jonas Schnelli. Jonas is the founder and CEO of Digital Bitbox, which is a hardware wallet, and he's also a Bitcoin core contributor. He's the lead maintainer on the graphical user interface, or GUI, so that's what you actually interact with on the Bitcoin wallet, and he does submit other code to the Bitcoin core project. Welcome to the podcast, Jonas. Hey, welcome. Yeah, so we have some breaking news here with uh, Craig Wright. Uh, supposedly, Craig Wright showed cryptographic proof to Gavin Andreessen, John Matonis, and several journalists, including The Economist, uh, BBC, and others, that he had signed a message with uh, the proving that he was uh, Satoshi Nakamoto, the anonymous uh, creator of Bitcoin. What like, is he Satoshi or not, uh, based on the evidence that we have so far? If, he's, if he is Satoshi or not, we, we cannot say today because he has not proven or not given us uh, cryptographical proof that we could be sure he's Satoshi. And it looks like that the proof he has uh, given us today um, was cleverly made up. So it... Uh, it looks for me a little bit of the kind of uh, way he tried to pretend he's Satoshi because there are much better ways and much um, more clear ways he could do that by signing with his PGP key or signing with the Genesis block uh, receiving key. So this is not the first time that he. it appears he's attempted to fabricate uh, cryptographic evidence. For example, Greg Maxwell... Uh, debunked his previous attempt to claim Satoshi's reputation by saying that he had backdated a PGP key. So when you say that he could sign with a PGP key or he could sign with uh, the private key from the Genesis block, is that the cryptographic proof that would kind of need to be uh, provided uh, given the level of scrutiny that we have? Uh, it would be much better than what we have seen today. I mean, signing with with Satoshi's or Satoshi used uh, GPG pop key back from 2009 would be a, a very clear or very strong cryptographical proof that he or that he could be the same person that wrote that Satoshi back in 2009, or even if he could sign um, with the same key as he has used for. For the um, Genesis block, that would be also be um, a very good cryptographical proof. But what he have showed today is uh, has missing puzzles, and it was kind of uh, disproven by some crypto analysis people within one or two hours that this proof is almost almost worth nothing in terms of math and, and cryptography. So. 
it's really pretty simple what he needs to do. He needs to come up with a message, uh, for example, Craig Wright, comma, Satoshi, and then he needs to sign that message with the private key to the Genesis block and also sign the message with uh, one of the PGP keys that is not backdated but that Satoshi actually used, and then we would have two different authentications uh based on on the timing of when these keys would have been created, correct? Yes, right. It would be extremely simple. Even he could uh, kind of just sign something with his, or sign a a, a, a simple sentence with his PGP key. Um, That would even be better proof than what he has tried to prove today. Um, There's much better ways he could prove it if he would own the corresponding private keys of the PGP uh, crypto scheme and also of the Genesis block. Now, another thing that I find really interesting, uh, the tangled web of Bitcoin, right, is we have the Bitcoin Foundation, which is a completely failed enterprise. It was funded by Mt. Gox, uh, which has failed. Mark Karpelis has been arrested. Uh, Charlie Shrim was also one of the founding board members. He's currently in federal prison. Uh, Peter Vicenes was another founding member. And then our two remaining founding members are Gavin Andreessen, the Bitcoin Foundation chief scientist, and also John Matonis. Now, both Gavin Andreessen and John Matonis have claimed that they have been shown this cryptographic proof by Craig Wright. What purpose would there be for Craig Wright not to release this cryptographic proof to the public so that they can easily verify on their own uh, these assertions. Yeah, it's, I mean, the timing is really something I, I, uh, I, that leaves the window far open for any type of interpretations. And I think, um, um, I don't want to go down to these um, conspiracy theories, but I, I, I don't see a reason or I don't see why uh, Gavin is believing that uh, Craig Wright is Satoshi. And, um, well, yeah. that, so that raises a very interesting question. From what I understand, the Bitcoin Core project has revoked Gavin Andreessen's core uh, commit access. Is that a reasonably prudent step for uh, people entrusted with security engineering to take uh, in this type of a muddled environment? Since Craig Wright has made assertions, since Gavin Andreessen has verified the authenticity of those assertions, but we don't currently have cryptographic proof of the assertions, uh, is this a reasonably prudent step for uh, the security practices of Bitcoin Core? Um, mainly the uh, his um, his comment or admin rights were revoked because there is a, a, a certain risk or a certain possibility that his uh, block post system could be hacked. Uh, one evidence could be that his TLS SSL layer um, has a, a, a false certificate. Also, there could be other uh, reasons for that. And I think it's a, a good or a very good security precaution to just um, revoke his his uh, his commit access uh, to avoid any problems with the source code right now. I mean, uh, commit access doesn't would allow somebody to infiltrate the code because it's still then 
it needs to be compiled and downloaded. And within that, there is a verification process of GPG uh, signatures. So the commit access itself only, or the revoking of the commit access itself only, only uh, cleans out the possibility that somebody is messing with the source code, then we would have to clean it up afterwards. Right, which could be easily done by reverting particular commits or or anything else. And with Bitcoin Core, everyone has access to all of the source code all of the time, so it's very easy to see whenever somebody tries to make a change. Right, there's no no possibility of uh, of sneaking in a change or even changing a little number like the block size. It's 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 completely impossible, even if you have commit access or even if you're GitHub itself. Yeah, and it's very easy to restore commit access. For example, when Craig Wright uh, presumably does provide uh, cryptographic proof with a sound foundation. Uh, Presumably, the the exact same cryptographic proof that Gavin Andreessen and John Matonis were shown, uh, then you know it would be very easy to restore it. But in the midst of this uncertainty, in the absence of the cryptographic proof, uh, then this is the, a reasonably prudent step. Is the assertion on the core team side? Right. I think that's that's the right step. And I mean. The question also was before if 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 Gavin still wants or should keep the uh, uh, committer access rights because he's also participating in at least two other um, two other code forks. Um, I think it's XT and, and Classic. So um, I think it's a precaution that was mainly now because of the uh, of the possibility that his page could be hacked and that his identity could be kind of stolen in in that manner. Um, and I giving it back that's no problem. It's just a one click operation. Yeah. So when the Economist uh, made the assertion in their article, uh, they said, "But doubt remains. Why does he, Craig Wright, not let us send him a message to sign? For example, uh, what what could that possibly imply uh, with how Craig Wright has gone about attempting to?" Uh, show this cryptographic proof? Could it be that he might have had a hacked signature verification tool on his computer that wasn't properly verifying? And so that's what the economists wanted. They wanted to be able to verify the signature themselves. And how does this relate to uh, the whole assertion of Bitcoin as a whole being a trustless system? Mm, yeah, that is, I think it's really hard to say. What I what I really don't get is why uh, why did uh, BBC um, or was it the Economist not really uh, verify the cryptographical proof? Because if you, if you if you have the cryptographical know how, you can easily or at least in one hour verify that the proof is really not strong or really not a proof at all. So why did they not really invest a little bit of time, even maybe consult uh, taking? Uh, Matthew Green or somebody from 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 the Hopkins University to underline the proof or reject or debunk the proof. The proof. So I don't get why 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 we are not looking at the facts. Well, and they also had plenty of time because they had signed a non-disclosure with Craig Wright that they would not disclose the article or publish the article until after Craig Wright had published his article. So they had plenty of time uh, yes. to verify this cryptographic proof. So the question is, why didn't they? Yeah, that is an absolute 
legitimate question. I, I don't see why you're not uh, now you're not asking at least two independent cryptographers uh, if they could shortly analyze that. I mean, one or two hours. I mean, with shortly, and they, they and they could then add a tag on that if it's maybe approve or not approve or approve. Uh, uh, but even that was not done. So I I don't see why I. Don't see why this was not done. Yeah, I mean, for example, there's a website called Bitcoinocracy.com, and you're able to go and uh, sign messages, uh, and it's kind of a voting, uh, a way to vote, and you can see how many Bitcoins are behind certain statements. So when you say that this might take an hour, uh, anytime I've signed messages, it's taken literal or tried to verify messages, it's literally taken less than a minute. Uh, I know that we have message signing and verification in the Armory wallet. I know that Bitcoin Core has it also. So it's really not a very complicated step. Right, but what he not was doing was Craig, Craig was not doing the triangle correctly because signing a message, it's always a triangle of private key, public key, and message. So, um, or let's say, message together with the signature so he's he he was not closing the triangle so it it's kind of a uh, he obscured the whole process of verifying the signature and i think um even if you had used these tools you might could think he's he's showing us a proof but it that but it but it's it wasn't a proof he was just taking out the signature from satoshi from the public blockchain that's that's what it was right this is not the proof you're looking for because it's lacking the private key which is what we're attempting to prove right totally. yeah <laughs> totally it's 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 not a proof at all so uh, but he he was kind of making a mist around uh, his proof by showing some nice console screenshots but at the end, uh, if you take it down to the math, it's it's not a proof at all. Well, it's been a wonderful interview. Thank you for shedding some light on all of this mist, as you called it, that Craig uh, Wright has generated, and that it seems Gavin Andreessen and John Matonis have been perpetuating. Uh, we've had a wonderful interview with Jonas Schnelly. He's the CEO and founder of Digital Bitbox, which is a hardware wallet for Bitcoin, and also the lead maintainer of the graphical user interface for Bitcoin Core, and has also contributed lots of other code for the Bitcoin Core project. Thanks for being with us, Jonas. Thanks for having me. Be sure to get a copy of the free Bitcoin Guide at freebitcoinguide.com. Got a question or suggestion? Record your voice at Bitcoin.kn. Don't be shy. To help the show, share Bitcoin.kn with friends, post about it on Reddit, and otherwise, spam the interwebs. Your iTunes comments and five-star reviews are very important to us. Please continue tuning in to the Bitcoin Knowledge Podcast, where we release interviews with the top people in the Bitcoin world. Now take some choline and let that Bitcoin knowledge consolidate. Bitcoin.